Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Welcome to the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. My name is Dean, and I'm so glad to have you guys joining us this month. This will be our, uh, I believe it's our final part of our 40 Years of Ministry Wisdom series. And we're going to pick up where we left off two weeks ago in our bonus edition. I would encourage you, if you didn't hear that one, People Connections, uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that one before you jump into People Connections 2, which is this one. And this one's going to be a whole different vein and track. And today what we're going to be sharing is 25 different ways to build, grow, and connect people within your church family. But before we go there, I want to encourage you to uh, check out a brand new sermon series that we just got finished teaching. I'm not sure if it'll be out yet on the 15th yet. It'll be coming within uh, within a few days if it's not, but it's a sermon series, uh, What God Can Do Through Youth, and it's a very four-part series, uh, four-part series to minister to, to teenagers and recognizing the value of young people in the local church, and we talk about how to grow the church younger, and so Pastor Matt and I, my youth pastor, we did a tag team sermon uh, I did two, and then he did a he did uh, part three. I did parts one and four. Part two we did together, and so all of our notes and everything is in there. But one of the cool things we did is we took a survey to find out the average age of our church, and I am so excited to say that our average age came out to thirty. Point nine, right at 31 years of age. And what that means is we have a lot of kids, we have a lot of teenagers, we have a lot of young adults in our church, which I love and value and esteem. And there'll be a podcast that we're going to talk more about that coming up. But let's dive into this week's topic as we talk about 25 different ways to connect people. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says, instead we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way and more like Christ, who is the head, the body, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And so the focus that we're talking about is how do we build people connections within the church family? Because I believe that relationships are the lifeline, they're the blood flow to the body of Christ. That that when we're having those relationships and the body parts are connected together, it, it just creates a beautiful picture of the image of what I believe Jesus wants and values for his church. And so just a reminder from what we talked about two weeks ago, you, the lead pastor, the senior pastor, head pastor, you set the culture and you set the bar for people connections. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so my challenge question to you is, what can we do to help build relationships within the church? What can we do to get 
to know others outside of a Sunday morning service setting? What can we do to strengthen the bonds within our church family? So I'm going to hit you really hard and fast with 25 ideas. Maybe you need to slow me down from one and a half to twice the speed because I hope to talk fast to get this in in a short amount of time. Here we go. Number one, one of my favorites that I've talked about over the years is what we call the link. The link is an open house at my house that we host nine times a year, basically during the school year, nine school year, nine months of the school year. It's an open house at my home for about an hour and a half, probably two hours at the most. We do it on Sunday nights, 5.30 to 7. And I have a team that comes in, prepares tacos or burgers, and they, volunteers, get all the food and the soft drinks and water together and whatever. And we serve that. And we have everyone who's new to the church to say, hey, come over. We want to get to know you. We want you to get to know us. We have our pastoral staff there. We have some of our leadership, maybe a board member, maybe an elder. And we have those individuals there. And we just get to know each other. And we have them introduce themselves and tell who they are and where they're from, if they just moved and what they do. And it is just a beautiful experience and time for people to go, I'm in the pastor's home. This is kind of cool. You say, well, I don't have a really big house. Well, great. Just don't invite as many people. I had at my house probably 35, 40 people this past uh, 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 month. And we've got another one coming up here and another a week and a half. And so I would just encourage you, do what you can. Pastors always say, can I do it at someone's house who it's much bigger and uh, uh, they have more room and they're set up for more large parties? Yes, that is good. And a home is definitely better than doing it at the church. And I know it would be easier at the church. It'd be less of a mess of a church, but it feels like a church building and it doesn't feel like a home and that, hey, let's be a part of the family. So first place is your home. Next best place is somebody else's home. And uh, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even recommend you do it at the church. Just, just connect with them. Number two is we do connect groups. And several times a year during one of our hours of one of our Sunday morning services is we have it called Connect and is Connect 20s, Connect 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s and beyond. And for those five weeks, we advertise it, promote it, that hey, on the first Sunday of, of September is 20s Connect. And everyone who is in the decade of the 20s, we want you to get together. We'll have maybe a continental kind of light breakfast and snacks and it's just round tables and an opportunity for people to hang out. We have some hosts. People introduce themselves. It's a chance to build. Then we go to the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. We always have the couple that says, well, I'm in my 40s and he's in his 50s, vice versa in different age category. We tell them, go to both. We're not carding people when you come in. We're just trying to have another opportunity, a, a soft setting for people to get to know each other. And what we encourage them is, hey, before you leave, today, make if you've made a connection with someone, make plans to go out to dinner. Make plans to grab a coffee one evening this week. Make plans to maybe get your kids together and, and have a play date, mom, to take that as a springboard for other relationships throughout the week. And then something we do here at Rock Family Church that 
just at our last link at my home, someone who was there who had, had tried a lot of churches, been involved in church for many years, different cities and different places around, they said, I've never been in a church that did what you did. And I just thought it was normal. And maybe a lot of you do, and maybe some of you don't. But at the end of our worship set, after we've had our prayer time and after we've done that, we say, hey, take a minute, turn around and introduce yourself to several people. Greet some people around you. We call it our greet and meet section of the service. And folks, that's not five to 10 seconds. We turn on some music and that is more about a 30 to second, 60 second window. And once again, pastors, you have to lead here. Staff members, you have to lead here. Get out of your row, get out of your seat, and you go work the aisles, meet people, greet people, connect with them, and show them that it's not just, hi, sit down. It's not just meeting one person, it's meeting several people. And then sometimes we'll, we'll bait it with a question. Hey, find, turn around and ask five people, what's your favorite restaurant? And then that kind of creates some energy and creates some momentum as we do there. And then number four is our lobby culture of creating chair settings, the free coffee, creating atmospheres and places in our cafe for people to hang out before and after services and to build that community. Number five, we all, I hope you all have small groups, but be highly intentional. You say, what small group model do you guys use? We use them all. We have discipleship small groups. We have interest-based small groups. We have women's small groups, men's small groups, couples small groups, young adult small groups, retired small groups, business small groups, uh, we don't limit the menu. And we want to have as many opportunities for people to find people of other like, kind, and interests. And then another connection point is our men and women's events. Our men's and women's events. We don't do a ton. Uh, I would say our women do probably four. I think they do a quarterly big event. They'll have some other smaller events going on. Our men do about every other month. We'll either have a men's breakfast uh, coming up just uh, uh, in October. We're doing a Friday night, uh, Chipotle night, and a guest speaker. And so we're taking that approach. And so I would encourage you to just find opportunities. And one of our biggest things that we did at a men's event is we hired these guys that brought uh, moving trucks that they had installed axe-throwing lanes. And you would stand and you would throw axes at targets. And man, the men just went after that. So when you announce there's axe-throwing, who knows, who knows what that might draw and get you a crowd, get guys hanging out and having some fun together. Another thing that we do periodically, you say it sounds cheesy. Um, we don't ever announce that we're doing it, but we have name tag Sunday. And so when you walk in the building, there are all kinds of tables and tags and Sharpies. And we just ask everyone to put on a name because how often have you talked to somebody acted like their friend for months, maybe a year or two, and you're like, I don't know their first name. Name Tag Sunday helps redeem the time and for people to learn and use people's names. And then number nine is quarterly team huddles for all of our volunteers. So four times a year, 
We say, hey, if you're serving, actively serving in any area, any department, we have a big Sunday night blowout. And that usually includes some food. That includes some fun games of getting our various teams and competitions against each other, our children's ministry team, our youth ministry team, our our hugs, uh, hospitality, ushers, greeters, and safety, getting all of those teams and competitions and rallying, giving away prizes and so forth. And then it's a time for vision casting. It's a time for prayer. It's a time to build uh, the, the team and just give them a huge shout out and thank you for their service in the local church. And then what we do in the fall is uh, coming up this month, we're doing it early, get away from the holidays, is one of those quarterly team huddles is our big uh, dress up volunteer appreciation night and we call our volunteers for rock family church we call them rock stars and it's our rock star night as we celebrate the rock stars of our church family and that is where none of them are allowed to serve in any way shape or form the entire paid staff uh, sets up the auditorium, clears the strikes the chairs, sets up all the tables, the linen tablecloths, all the the uh, 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 utensils and plates, <clears throat> and then we cater in. Carabas has worked really well with us. Of Carabas comes in and sets up multiple buffet stations where people then pick up their their plates and go through. And they've got several options. And then we usually bring in some kind of entertainment. We brought in comedians. We've brought in uh, Christian uh, illusionists. Um, I'm trying to think of other things we've done, music people, just to just to have a night to celebrate them. And then uh, the challenge is, is all the paid staff have to put on that Friday night, the auditorium back together. And, and people say, let me help, let me help. And I said, no, this is a night for us to serve and to honor you. You serve 364 other days of the year. This one day of the year, it's our night to serve and to honor you. Go home, enjoy your enjoy your family. Then we also do, our children's ministry typically sponsors this. Uh, number 11 is family fun events. They just did in September, rented a huge high lift, and they were dropping all kinds of items from about, I don't know what it was, 60, 80 feet in the air, watermelons and water balloons, and I don't know what all they dropped. But uh, it was a cool time for people to invite their neighbors. Hey, we're doing this at our church. Build some community, people hanging out, fellowshipping together. A big, a big win for us in, in previous times has been our outdoor inflatable movie screen movie night. Depending on how far north you are and what time your sun sets can, can vary how well that might work for you. Uh, those of you that live far up north, you might not be starting that movie outdoors until, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock with the sun setting so late. But you can move that indoors, move that into a fellowship hall and having popcorn, ice cream treats, and just creating that fun atmosphere before and after with bounce houses and all of those kinds of things. Uh, sports teams, softball teams, basketball teams, volleyball teams, golf events. Once again, getting people of like interest connected together um, doing life together, getting involved in the city leagues, those kinds of things would be amazing. And then one of our favorites is getting people to serve together and building that intentional relationship of our serving teams. So one of the things we do 
is we really want them to serve the same with the same people every week because then we pull them together for those uh, uh, pre-service huddles before the service. So they're getting together. That's number 15 is pre-service huddles. They're meeting a half hour before the service begins. They are are checking in on each other. They're having just a moment of, of just... Uh, uh, introducing people, new people maybe coming on the team, praying for each other, praying for the service, and then going in service, serving together. On our primary teams, we have a red red week and a blue week, and we ask people to serve. Uh, Red is first and second. Blue is, is, uh, I'm sorry, red is first and third. Blue is third, first and third, second and fourth. I don't know why that was so hard for me. And then on fifth Sundays, we call it Team Purple. And on fifth Sundays of the month, we say, hey, whoever can serve red and blue. But here's what happens with that and and, and helps our teams grow. Is if I want to serve as an usher and my wife wants to serve in children's, uh, we might want to decide either it's best if we serve on the same day due to our kids or we we both want to serve on the same day or maybe we need to serve on opposite days and so it helps us identify and it really works well for us and so serving together is intentional in building those friendships and then those same serving teams number 16 is is serving team parties barbecues and get-togethers that we're asking each department to get together have something outside of the church somebody's house at a park doing things socially together to build that camaraderie and team spirit. Number 17 is a bonfire, campfire, hangouts, getting people chilling, talking together, bringing coffee and hot cocoa and 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 just relaxing around the fire, getting people to mellow out and then creating some really golden conversations and, and people just building in relationships. A very a big hit for us this past summer was a family camp out at uh, January 1, whenever the clock struck and you could register to reserve uh, campsites here in Colorado. Uh, multiple members of my staff were, were all online and started grabbing some so that we could have enough for a family campsite and reserving those uh, camping spots. And, and it was just a big hit for a family camp night. Um, something else that we have done to build community within our staff family is we'll have an all staff family family. In other words, the employees just don't come. We've done that where maybe just the employee and their spouse comes. But one of my favorites is when we say, hey, staff member, bring your spouse and your kids and we have a big night. We'll cater in food. We'll grill steaks. We'll grill chicken, burgers, whatever it might be, fajitas. And it's just a big staff family hangout night and building that community within our team members so that they will go and reproduce it with the teams that they lead as well. Game nights have been a big hit around here, different kinds of that. Uh, uh, directions of game nights at the church, game nights at someone's house, going and doing one of those, um, uh, Preston, what is that when you unlock the mystery things? You got to get all the clues escape rooms together, doing those kinds of things, uh, just getting people to build together and building those relationships. And then um, hosting block parties, getting people within your church. We've got some families that um, share the same neighborhood 
And what we want to do is to come in and host the block parties, bring our air bouncers, bring our ice cream truck, and hopefully if it's a, if it's a, uh, a cul-de-sac, shut off the cul-de-sac or, or maybe set up some blockades for a certain section of that street and just host a block party. You say, well, what's the goal? What's the motive? Would be to just provide fun for neighbors, begin to build friends with the neighbors, get neighbors talking, get our church members there on site coming to serve and letting them see, hey, this is a cool church that invests, highly invests in kids and teenagers and young people and are family-focused and family-centered. And then intentional gatherings of uh, age groups. So uh, obviously we're going to have our, our kids and youth services, our young adult services. We're going to have our empty nesters group. I'm not sure what they're called now, but, but it's basically that 60s and above group. They kind of have a dinner dinner club thing and they're meeting once a month and they're going out to maybe they'll reserve a restaurant, a portion of a restaurant for a Sunday after church uh, where it's just the couples, there aren't any kids in that group, but they're just giving opportunities of how do I get connected? How do I get to know somebody here in this church? Number 24 is, is we got to keep people informed of where this connection comes from. And that's through our weekly church email with updates, events, how to register, click here to get involved, click here to sign up and register. And then our last one is keep your church calendar on the website current and up to date. So I know how do I get involved? What are the avenues that I can connect with people? And so I, those are the 25. The big thing I would tell you is, is teach a series on friends and the value of friendships, doing life together, teaching people on how to connect. Before we shut off today, I want to encourage you to check out our uh, Christmas series and teachings that are online that can help you coming up to the Christmas season. And uh, we will now be shifting back to our normal time and release date as this one was on the 15th of October. Your next podcast will be coming out on November 15th of every there and moving forward as back to normal. So thanks for listening. Please share this podcast with someone that you think it might help. And uh, we appreciate that. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of the October for you. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.